Look to our precious Jesus today who saves, heals, delivers, and blesses. This is your day for a miracle. This week, Pastor Benny Hinn has been sharing a powerful message on your covenant right to be healed and stay healed. God will make your spirit whole. Now you legally have the right to be healed. Then you, you get the Word of God in you as a covenant believer, and sickness begins to be forced out of you. The Word will make no room for disease. That's the way it's supposed to be. God will heal you on a daily basis, and you won't get sick again if the Word of God is alive inside of you every day. Now, join the audience at a regular Monday night Bible study as Pastor Benny concludes his message, which is vitally important to your healing and health, and that of your family, friends, and loved ones. The Word brings healing. Say that. That's the proper way to be healed as a covenant child. Tend to my word, incline you, my, your ear to my saying. Don't let them depart from your eyes, your heart. Protect them in the midst of your heart because when you find the word, you'll find health. Then health will come because you live on that higher plateau. Now, the word of God also will release you from tradition because tradition is the enemy of health. Tradition is the enemy of healing in your life. In Mark 17, 13, Jesus said it very powerfully that they, they could not receive because of tradition. It's, you know, you got to work through a lot because of people's tradition. Making the Word of God of an effect through your tradition, which you've, you have delivered, and many such like things you do. You got to be free from tradition if you want God to heal you and you want to stay healed. And the Bible says very clearly that healing is yours and remains yours, and I read this earlier, by being established in the Word. Now, what is God looking for? He's looking for our cooperation. Now, say after me, as a born-again believer, spiritually, I'm alive with legal rights to be made whole. Now, remember, I didn't say to be healed. I said to be made whole. Whole means spirit, soul, body. When I cooperate with God, say, when I with God, and receive the word, and, the word, and, meditate, upon the word, and meditate upon the word, dividing the word, dividing the word and meditating upon it, meditating upon healing, healing will come to my soul. I wish above all things that you prosper, be in health, even as your soul. Now say, and because I am a covenant child, as I cooperate with God, the health in my soul flows over to my body. You have to cooperate with God. Isaiah 53, 5, come on, we all know it. A triple cure. He was wounded for what? He was bruised for our. He was chastised for our. And with his stripes we are. Watch this. 
He was wounded for transgressions, bruised for iniquities, chastised for peace. Now let's take these just for a second here. He was wounded where? In his spirit. Proverbs 18, verse 14, a minute. Proverbs 18, 14, please, on the screen. You, you got to get this if you really want to walk in health. I'm not interested to pray for the sick tonight and see you healed and then sick next week. I want you walking in health. Say, I'm going to walk in health. The spirit of man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit cannot. Hello? Are you people listening? You cannot be physically healed if your spirit is wounded. You got to be holding your spirit. Jesus was wounded in his spirit for the health of your spirit. Because if your spirit is not healed, your body cannot follow. It says the spirit of man, if it's healed, will sustain that man's infirmity. That's, that sickness will be healed because of the health and the spirit. But a wounded spirit will not do the job. Are you learning anything tonight? Yes. He was wounded where? In his what? Spirit. Talk to me. He was wounded in his spirit. That's it. He was wounded for our transgressions, which means transgressions are the sins of the spirit. And then he was bruised, bruised for our iniquities. Where was he bruised? In his soul. Matthew 26, 38, please. Matthew, I'm going to prove it to you from the Bible. Come on. Then saith he unto them, my soul is exceedingly what? Sorrowful. Even unto what? Death. He was bruised so deeply he almost died of it. They could have killed him before he ever made the cross. Could have killed him before he was ever nailed to the tree. Because the sorrow of his soul was so heavy, he said, please pray for me. Stay with me. Watch with me. Agree with me that he will not kill me. Think about that Jesus was bruised. He was wounded for transgressions, bruised for iniquity. Now it tells me something about iniquity is the sin of the soul. Sin is in the body. Iniquity is in the soul. Transgressions in the spirit. A triple cure, people. Somebody say hallelujah. Put Isaiah 53 on again. I want to show you something. I used to teach that this all was a triple cure. I was wrong. It's more than triple. That's a four-part healing. There's four elements here for health. His spirit, his soul, and then he was chastised. But all of it was for my salvation. Because he was chastised for my peace, not for my healing. How was he chastised? 
He was chastised when they whipped him. He was chastised when they put that crown of thorns on his head. He was chastised when he suffered. I believe, this may surprise you, but in that experience, he experienced separation from God totally. Before he ever brought healing to my body, he experienced separation from God. So it's not a triple cure. That cure was fourfold. The physical healing is the result of the triple cure. Hallelujah. Say he was wounded, bruised, and chastised before my body was healed. He was wounded in the spirit, he was bruised in the soul, and he was chastised in the body. Chastised by not only the pain he suffered, the agony he suffered. Now, now let, me, let me also tell you this. This, this is going to be, uh, it's going to give you a revelation. He was wounded. The wound began in Gethsemane. He was wounded before his soul was bruised. Because he was wounded for my transgression, he began fighting for my salvation when he was in Gethsemane. And then the, 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 the battle became so intense that his soul was bruised and his sweat became blood. Then he went to the house of Caiaphas and he was mocked, he was beaten, his beard pulled off, his face disfigured, carried his cross to Golgotha, and in all that, that's what it means by chastisement. You, you do understand that Jesus spent the whole night in a prison right here. This didn't, didn't happen in a few hours. This is all, again, my opinion, that it started on Tuesday, not Wednesday. On Tuesday, he, he was in with his disciples. And then he was taken to the house of Caiaphas and went into prison that night. And it's recorded in the, in the Psalms. It was on that day that his spirit was wounded and and he began to experience our transgression we don't know when the father left him but we know that it was between Geth Gethsemane and the cross in Gethsemane, the battle began. In Gethsemane is where he said, my soul is sorrowful. In Gethsemane, what he said, tarry with me. In Gethsemane, he said, let this cup pass. And I believe, as many Bible teachers believe, that 
in Gethsemane, not only did the battle begin, but he began to experience separation from God Almighty. I don't believe that separation happened in a second. I think God the Father had a very hard time leaving his son. I believe the Holy Ghost had a very hard time walking away. Because God, the Trinity, God has always been one. You, you can't separate the, the three that quick. Do you know when we get to heaven, I, I believe this will be revealed to us, that God the Holy Ghost had as hard of a time with it as God the Son. That when Jesus said, uh, please let not this happen, I think the Holy Ghost himself was praying, please, I can't go through this. But both of them yielded to the Spirit, to, to the Father. And that's why the Bible says he offered himself through the Spirit. He needed the strength of the Holy Ghost to do it. Wow, huh? That God the Father would not respond to his Son. And I believe God the Father could have been well, I don't know that it could have been. I'm sure he was grieving for his own son. As Jesus was begging, let this cup pass, I think everything in the heart of God was exploding with pain. Because he didn't want to let go either. But that separation, as that separation began, the wound began to increase. Think about the price he paid for you. And now he's in Gethsemane, and he says to his disciples, my soul is sorrowful unto death, meaning it's going to kill me. If you don't stand by me, I'm going, to, I'm going to die before the cross. And you know what I think? I think that, that Satan tried to kill him right there. And he began to, to, to fight as sin began to approach as his own sweat became blood. And he was chastised when he was taken as a, as, a, as a prisoner into the house of Caiaphas. Where they began to beat him, pull his beard off. They covered his face. They took a, some kind of a wrap or handkerchief or something and, and blinded him. Began to hit him and say, prophesy who's, who's hitting you. They pulled his beard off his face where he was unrecognizable. And they, they, they began to spit on him and sent him to a dungeon till morning. And in that dungeon, he was bleeding. The, the, the blood didn't stop flowing. In the dungeon, he was already unrecognizable because his beard was pulled off and his own face was disfigured by the beatings. And by the punishment he endured. In the morning, they took him out of that dungeon and took him to the house of Pilate early in the morning. Because Jesus hung on that cross at 9 a.m. A lot happened that morning, huh? He was taken before Herod, before Pilate, all in that morning. And most likely was brought out of that dungeon at maybe 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Because by 9, was on that cross. That was on Wednesday. 
They whipped his body before that. And I believe with all my heart that once he paid the price for my transgressions and iniquities and my peace, at that just, just before they whipped him, just before his body was broken, and they whipped him after he had gone to Pilate's praetorium. He was wounded and bruised on Tuesday. He was chastised on Wednesday. Because he was wounded in the, when that separation began, he was bruised in the garden when his soul was sorrowful. You know, while I'm, I'm talking, I'm, I'm feeling the anointing here. Lift your hands, receive your healing, even as I'm talking. And as they began to beat him and whip him and break his body, that healing began to come to your body. And Isaiah saw it and prophesied it and said, with his stripes, you're healed. But by the time Jesus said, it is finished, I was healed physically. And they took that body off that precious cross at 3 p.m., laid it in the tomb before the Sabbath, high Sabbath began. And he was in the tomb Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, three full nights. And the Sabbath came to an end after three full days, which would be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. By 6 p.m. Saturday, he conquered hell. Hallelujah. And rose from the dead on that Sunday morning, early in the morning, fulfilling three days, three nights. Your healing, ladies and gentlemen, cost him much. Lift your hands and receive it. Come on. Hallelujah. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Surely He bore our sorrow and by his stripes we are healed. Proverbs 4 says, Attend to my word, incline to my sayings. Let the word not depart from your eyes. Keep the word in the midst of your heart. They are life. The word is life to those that find the word and health to all your flesh. You have to dig deep to receive the benefits. Attend to my word means know what it says, divide it properly. Incline your ear to my saying. Let the voice of the Spirit speak to you. Let them not depart from your eyes. Make sure to read the word. Keep and protect the word in your heart. Don't lose what God gives you. 
because it brings life and health to those who find the word. And find means you've got to search the scripture. Do it today. But I want to pray with you right now that God will, will create such abundance of his word in your life that you'll begin to walk in health. You'll never have to fear cancer. You'll never have to fear diabetes. You'll never have to fear heart disease or any of the other plagues out there because God's word will keep that away from you. There'll be no, no place for disease in your life when the word takes hold of you like that. In the name of Jesus, we agree, Lord, that the word will be rich in that life. Your word says, let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Lord, my God, let your word bring life bring health and wholeness for your glory and honor. Lord, I believe today with everyone watching that they will enter into a new realm of health in the name of Jesus. And God's people said, Amen. Now, if you're sick in body, God will heal you through the gift of healing. Or God will heal you through the overflow. But then get in the Bible and keep that healing and begin to walk in divine health in the name of Jesus. I have a CD where I, I read the word with beautiful healing songs, healing music behind there. If you need that, if you are struggling with some sickness in your body, get that CD. Let the word begin to penetrate your life. A man told me, a preacher told me, they told him that he's got cancer, no hope. He began playing my CD, that CD I did. And he said within three, four months, the cancer was gone. His hair began to grow back. They gave up on him. They just gave up on that poor man. But he revived and lived 10 more years because God is our healer. He died at 84 years old. But when that cancer came, a long time before that, healing came. You know, I mean, eventually our bodies wear out. But die with cancer? No way. Die with heart disease? No way. God wants you to die healthy, to go to glory healthy in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Help me take the gospel around the world. Bless you, and I thank you for all you've done for the Lord. I'll see you again. I had my son in my arms, and I slipped. And I went all the way down the stairs holding him, and fell and landed on my tailbone. Lazarus came out of this tomb when the Lord said, Lazarus, come forth. And the first thing I did in the morning was I got up and I clicked on Benny Hinn, as usual. And uh, he was in Lazarus's tomb in Israel. And he was praying and he said, Lee, Lee, God wants to heal you, Lee. Lord, release, Lee, 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 that's your name. Thank you, Lord. God is healing you, Lee. Receive your healing in Jesus' mighty name. I was saying, okay, he said my name, and it happened to me last night, not last year. I think he's talking to me. Since then, I've seen the, the healing power of God flow through my life, and um, I just thank God. And I haven't had a problem ever since, and nothing can hinder my faith. If, if the devil would try to throw something at my back again, I would say no. It was done 2,000 years ago in Calvary. Hi, my name is Chris Limberg, and I just want to encourage you with something today. And it's a great life principle, 
And that's this, give up something today for something that I want tomorrow. Like that's a great earth principle. So if, if you want to have a, a great retirement someday, you've got to give up some certain things now for that future day. See, wisdom always chooses the future over the present. And not only is that a great life principle, it's an even better eternity principle. In fact, I want you to see what Jesus said in Matthew. He said this in chapter 6 and verse 19 through 21. He said, don't store up treasures here on earth. In other words, don't just have earth bank accounts. In fact, Jesus right here was giving us the greatest stock insider trading tip of all time because he's telling us that this whole thing is going to burn up someday. So like he was saying, don't just plant all your eggs in this basket called earth because he, he goes on and he says, it's the place where moths eat them and rust destroys them or where thieves break in and steal. No, 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 no. Store your treasures in heaven. So let me just time out right there. I want to ask you a question. What does your heavenly bank account look like? And in fact, I think that we need to be very intentional about what that looks like. In fact, I encourage our folks that are in our church, make sure that you invest in things that are going to give you the greatest E-R-O-I, eternal return on investment. Because we do that in the natural, do we not? We find commodities and stocks and mutual funds and, and real estate and companies that are going to give us the greatest ROI. And I'm telling you, we need to do the exact same thing when it comes to kingdom arenas. We need to find places that are going to give us the greatest eternal return on investment. In fact, let me take a moment and just blow away a myth that gets floated out there from time to time about all of this. And I've heard people say that, that, that God is going to reward all good deeds. And I truly personally believe that not all good deeds will be rewarded by God. So for example, you can feed the whole world. And if the whole world goes to hell, you still lose. No, we're not just going to feed the world. We're going to feed the world in Jesus' name. I'm going to find places that are feeding the world, that are touching the world, that are doing it in the name of Jesus. So in other words, if what I do on this earth shows up in eternity, there, there's a, a reward attached to that. And that's why I'm so thankful for Pastor Benny Hinn's ministry. It's an opportunity to be a part of a ministry that is impacting the world with the saving and healing power of Jesus Christ, literally raising up tens of thousands of pastors to be touched by the power of God, going places that you can never go, but because of your support, they're able to go. In fact, Jesus continues on and he says, moths and rust cannot destroy this. and Thieves don't break in and steal when it's invested into heaven. And he said this, which by the way, if one of you want to know why somebody that shows up to church sometimes seems like they're more in love with Jesus than you are, I'll, I'll give you one of the secrets to that. And that is that that's where their treasure is. Their treasure is in heaven. See, Jesus said this, wherever your treasure is, so wherever your, your serving, your attention, your money is, wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I believe that we have the opportunity to vest into the kingdom of God. And I'm going to ask you to do that today. In fact, I'm going to ask you today to call that number that's on your screen. The ways to give are right there. And I want to bless you today as, as you do just that. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless your people today as we step out to make a difference with our resources. 
And we pray, oh God, that you would use them to see this world touched and saved and changed in the mighty strong name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.